Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. So, um, anyone know what sword drills are? What are they, Michael? Yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. So it's kind of like a sword drill. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Okay. This is good. This, it makes me glad we're handing out Bibles because when it takes us a while, I'm like, okay, we need to be doing this. This is good. Cool. James, you good, brother? Cool. Sec, thanks. Good, good, good. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 5. I'll give you like five more seconds. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Cool. All right. Please, everyone, stand. Let's read verses 13 through 17. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it's for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. Thank you. You may be seated. Holy Spirit, God, be in this room tonight. You are welcomed here. God, Holy Spirit, anoint me to help me preach with authority and power in this message, and I pray the students would have ears to hear, not just hearers of the word, but doers as well, God. We love you, Lord. So your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so, uh, <clears throat> can I talk trash about middle schoolers for a second? Yeah. Go after the super holy moment. Okay. Um, middle schoolers are upstairs, but down here it's what? It's our time. It's our time down here, right? Those big babies, those Fortnite lovers, those stinky, bad odor, lunchable eating children are upstairs. Can I get an amen, somebody? That's right. It's their time down here. Our time. Their brains, not very big. I'm sorry. I don't know. I am. When I accepted this job, it was for high school. Right? Uh, you know why you're down here in high school? You are intelligent and you can handle the deep stuff. Right? Paul, he would have said it like this that some people need milk. You know why they need milk? Paul would have said? Because they're babies. But y'all, y'all are in high school. Y'all need the meat. So you ready? Like, like, we're going to go deep tonight, right? Get this. I sent them upstairs because they're not ready. Okay, you ready? God loves you. This is really expensive. I can't drop it, but mic drop. God loves you. Give it up. God loves you. That's me. That's me. My brain exploding. You know what? That's why I'm the shepherd and you're the sheep, because I got facts, all right? You know? Right? See, all right, so get this, right? So, so why did I set you guys up? Like, I actually really like middle schoolers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know, I know, I know, I know. kind of like them. Um, <clears throat> you know that, right? You've heard it? You've heard it. I think you've heard it, right? You know it, and you know what else? I think you could teach it. But I think there's a difference in being able to teach something to somebody and being able to reproduce it. 
right? See, you can know it, you can teach it, right? But if we're not living it, we will not reproduce it. We're not just hearers, but we're doers of the word as well. We read on the screen, it says, if we are out of our mind, it's for God. If we're in a right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all have died. Christ's love, Paul says, is what compels us. Read with me on the screen. First point is, they won't call you crazy till you experience God's crazy love. Look at your neighbor and say, boy or girl, <laughs> no, no, girl, sorry, sorry, sorry. Girl, say to the girl, say, girl. Boy, say to the boy, say, boy. Say, you must be outside your mind. So one time, uh, my friends were getting into trouble. They were doing something stupid. And uh, the, the leader of the church, or who was in charge of them, said, they said, boys, what do you got, rocks in your head? Right, that was his way of, like, saying, you're, you're out of your mind. Why are you doing that, right? Have you guys ever been told you're out of your minds? For what? Can you tell me for what? But specifically, do you have a moment where you're like doing something stupid and your parents were like, you're out of your mind. Can you share it with me? No, no, but I, I want an example, right? Okay, you jumped off a bridge, right? Okay. Any, any, anything specifically? Anyone have a real moment where it's kind of funny? Are you guys good? Can't have it? Yeah, what do you got? Did it break? Okay. So, so was it like underhand or what? No, I touched it. Oh, so it was just a good phone. Okay. What, what, what did you read that forced you to, or do you don't want to go there? You don't have to go there. I'm sorry. You, are you, let's leave it at that. You, you, you went far enough. That's good. Okay. And your parents are like, you out of your mind. And maybe for a moment you were. All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> I told you guys that story about how I was at Florida State University. And, like, I went in the cafeteria and stood up on the tables and, like, did the Tarzan thing. I did it for my friends. They thought it was funny. They thought it was pretty cool. I'm not going to do it. No. Um, I was at the, uh, <clears throat> the food court in Miami one time. And, like, like, they wanted me to do something crazy. And I was like, I got nothing. It was, it's not that funny when I tell it, but they thought it was funny. I, like, did a scene from The Sound of Music through the whole food court. And then, oh, you guys think it's funny. You guys, it's funny. And they, it landed. Like, I was in Miami, and I thought they were going to, like, be annoyed with me. It's not like Melbourne Square Mall where they would have been. Miami was like, oh, that guy is one of us. You know, it was great. It was good. Um, uh, we, were, we were going through the Atlanta airport one time, and we're, I was on the way back from a pastor's conference, right? So it's not like, oh, be, before Christ, Jackson's crazy. It's like, I'm so crazy, you know? Um, coming back from a pastor's conference with the CFO of our church, by the way. And uh, we were passing by Chili's and we were going through customs and the line was so long, it was backed up all the way to where the Chili's was and there was like a bar separating us. And, and um, this mom and her daughter looked like they were doing their, their food. And to make my friends laugh, I was like, oh, oh, like, like I'm right here with my bags and their food's here. I'm like, hey, you guys done here? And they're like, yeah, we're done. And so I grabbed her half-eaten sandwich and just ate it and just kept walking, <laughs> right? And like, I wasn't even hungry. I just knew my buddies like would think it was funny, right? You know, and it, it was, right? That's funny. Um, Paul is saying, if people think I'm crazy, I'm not being crazy for a laugh. I'm being crazy because of the way Jesus and the way of Jesus is making me want others to be saved by him. And that might appear crazy to some people. Man, and Paul, he, he was a man of prestige. He was a man of honor. He was rising to the top, right? And he was killing it in the religion game. And and that carried great honor in Jewish culture. And he left it all behind. People were saying, you're crazy, right? 
See, I'm starting a new series with you guys, and it's crazy. It's a, it's a series on you guys telling other people about Jesus Christ. It's a series about you sharing your faith. This is going to be crazy for you guys to actually step in and actually do it. You know it, but are you reproducing it? Two different things. And I want you to be people that reproduce these truths, right? You're going to be people that are led by your spirit, the Holy Spirit, right, over your feelings. You're not going to feel like doing what I'm telling you to do, right? And really, it's not me telling you. It's what God is telling you to do. You're not going to feel like it. But I'm saying you're going to be led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit, over the way that you feel about this, right? And if they think you're crazy when you do this to people, it's going to be for God and God alone, okay? You guys are in high school. But, I mean, it could be possible. And I don't want you to raise your hands on this one, right? But you ever been crazy in love, as Beyonce Knowles would say, right? You ever been crazy in love, right? Um, you guys know, if you've been in here with me more than a week, you know that I was crazy in love for Brianna Jade Wright, you know? And now, because it worked out, she's Brianna Jade Edwards, you know what I mean, right? Okay. So, uh, I was crazy for her when she wasn't crazy for me, right? And in fact, uh, look at your neighbor and say, shameful, Say shame, shame, shame. It was a shameful situation, okay? Um, man, we, we, we went on a few dates, you know? And then Christmas came, and I got her a surfboard. You know what I mean? No dignity there. That's not the move. Where were my older brothers? Where were my friends? You don't put the cart before the horse, right? That's really like tears into marriage kind of gift. You know what I'm saying, a surfboard? Some of you guys are like, this is a big deal. That's, don't do that. Don't go on a few dates and buy a girl a surfboard. It's creepy, okay? Too far, right? Uh, I took her to Makoto's, like a lot, you know? I know, I know, I know, but that's like marriage stuff, right? You know, like Makoto's, right? Um, magic games, and like I was balling as a nurse, single nurse, and lived in the top bunk of my Nana, so it's not that awesome. I'm balling, I'm in the top bunk of my grandma's house, right? So I, I was saving all my nursing money, and like we'd go to magic games and sit in like super nice seats, seats we never can sit in now, right? And uh, I took her to Disney, you know, right? And uh, she was, she was um, my plus one at my brother's wedding, and it was my favorite brother's wedding, right? But I did all these things before what? She wasn't even my girlfriend. Okay, so now you're tracking with me? This is crazy, okay? It's cool, I'm, I'm over it though, I'm past it clearly, right? Nine years into marriage, I'm fine. You see, I was out of my mind for her, right? I was pursuing her. Everyone say pursuing, pursuing. right? Some people also call it stalking, right? Um, I truly had no dignity, but like I said, it worked out and we got married, Okay. And it's funny, like with you guys, like, like so, some of you bros, right, you come out to me and get dating advice, and the ladies too, which I appreciate it from both of you guys. But I'm not very good at giving dating advice because like I went so full tilt hardcore after somebody that didn't like me back and just kept doing it. And like if any of you guys were doing the things they were doing, I was like, please, move on. She does not like you, right? So it's hard to give advice based off my experience, you know what I mean? It was, it was shameless, right? I had no dignity, ultimately, right? And, I, I'm, and I, that's heavy. Like, I really liked her, and, and I felt like it was right, you know? Now, God and his glory, I believe he's shamelessly pursuing me. I believe he's shamelessly pursuing you. But it doesn't mean, like, that's a fact. That's a fact he is. But it doesn't mean you'll experience it. You know, Brianna, like, 
I remember on one of our dates, we were coming back from a Hillsong concert, right? Once again, pretty serious. Not yet my girlfriend. Um, and uh, it was on the God is Able tour, so I can't remember what year that would have been. And uh, <clears throat> I remember I'm like, I'm putting in all this work, and I'm just going to like, like just, I got to figure this out, you know, because like she's not giving anything back to me. And I'm like, yo, like, you know, like I'm, I'm being intentional and I'm being clear that I'm desiring for like this to be a serious relationship. And like, you're kind of like interrupting that and halting that and just not into that, right? You don't want that. And she said to me like, um, man, what did she say? She, she just kind of like went into this thing of like, yeah, I'm still in college and I don't know like what's going to happen next, you know? And so, like, you don't start a question like that that I asked her when you still got an hour of driving left to do. You know what I mean? Because that was an awkward car ride home. Right? You know what I mean? It was, it was shameless. So even though I wanted her to be in a relationship with me, like, we weren't walking in a relationship. Right? I was pursuing her, but, like, she wasn't, like, experiencing a relationship with me. Right? We were, we were friends. You know? And, and that's good, but I, I wanted something more than that. Right? So I'm trying to teach you guys is this. God, yes, he's shamelessly pursuing you, but that doesn't mean, Christian, that you're experiencing it and that you're receiving it. See, let me compare something for you. We have John, the disciple, and we have Judas, the disciple, and I've heard it explained like this. Who was the only disciple found at the foot of the cross during the crucifixion of Jesus? It's John. You know Why? How did he describe himself? John the what? Not, not the Baptist. The beloved, right? You know who uh, named himself John the Beloved? He named himself, right? Which is so beautiful, right? That's a beautiful thing. You know, you, you should start, like, in the morning, like, like saying, like, for me, it's like, I'm Jackson the Beloved, right? Because that's true. God, because he exists out of time, he loves us as if we are the only person on earth. It's, it's immeasurable. It's, it's, it's literally out of this world. We can't process it. John knew himself to be the beloved. Jesus pursued him, called him to follow him. He did, and he believed in what Jesus said about him. He also loved Judas, right? He called Judas also. Judas did not experience the love of God. He would not receive it. He wouldn't walk in it. And that ultimately led to Judas betraying Jesus Christ, and he committed suicide. He hung himself in a, in a garden called a, a Keldama, right? Just because God is shamelessly pursuing all of us, it doesn't mean that we are experiencing it. See, in John 3, 16, you guys know, it says that Jesus loved the world. For God so loved the world. He loves the world, right? But not the, the whole world's not going to heaven, even though Jesus loves them. We have to repent. We have to receive his love. We have to receive that gift of salvation that saves us. And Paul is saying, look, I'm crazy for God, right? And if people say I'm crazy, it's going to be for him. He says in verse 14, he says, <clears throat> excuse me, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all have died. So man, let's talk about Paul's history for a second. And, and you got to ask yourself, Paul, he's writing this from prison. Why do it, Paul? Why go on ships that get shipwrecked? Why go to towns where they beat you and they throw rocks at you? They physically throw you out. He physically was picked up by his arms and legs and chucked over the town border and told to get out. 
And then you know what he did? He went and prayed and he went back into that town again, right? He would go into towns where they would beat him with rods and sticks and stones. Why'd you leave a job, Paul, where you were popular and successful and you were going somewhere? Seems crazy. But he's saying, if I seem crazy, it's because the love of God is being experienced in my life. The series that we're entering into is about you sharing Jesus Christ. Sharing Jesus, telling other people to walk in the way of Jesus. It's crazy. It's inappropriate. It's a counterculture. To tell someone in the world that you live in that there is an authority and his name is God. And he's already shown us a way to live that's not feelings-based, right? So, I mean, what it is that when you share your faith, yes, it's your story of how you fell in love with Jesus Christ. Yes, it's about he has a plan and a purpose and he has redemption for people. But it's ultimately saying that you're not God. Your feelings can't lead your life. God is the authority and he's already told us that there is a way to live and we have to submit to it, right? And it's gotta be covered in love. But to tell someone that in your generation is crazy. Why? Why am I telling you to do something crazy? It's because God loves you. And you're not going to stay in church all the days of your life. I believe in the local church. I believe in serving in it. I believe in being a part of it, despite what even Christians are saying about it. And I believe in telling other people about Jesus, not just with my lifestyle, but also with my words. I believe that those things go hand in hand. I don't think that we can share the gospel without it. And I'm telling you guys to step into that. Man, I want you to obey God. I want you to put the needs of other people above your own. Right? But if you're not experiencing the love of God, if you don't, you know God loves you, but if it's not being experienced and received by you, you're not going to make it. It might end at youth group. You might not make it through high school. And you're going to make it, you're going you're gonna to graduate. But you, you might not keep walking in the way of Jesus if you're not experiencing the love of God. You see, love is the fire. Love is the energy. Love is the wind. Love is the, the power. But unless you let God love you and receive it, you won't be crazy to the world. You'll be like it. God loves you. If you don't accept it, if you don't enjoy it, if you simply do not care, you will never be, as Paul said, out of your mind for him. You won't share your faith. Like this series, like we got to get past this with Paul, right? Before we can actually get into that, this crazy thing I'm asking you to do, Right? Oh, you guys are like, man, this is so heavy, right? Can I lighten the mood for a second? Look at your neighbor and say, don't you give up? No, no, no. Do it, come on. Let's lighten the mood. Now say the next part. Say, let me love you. Okay. I, I just found out from Matt like five minutes ago, and Kevin, that that's a Justin Bieber song. I just knew the song in my head, right? So, and I like Bieber. I don't care. Bieber's cool with me. Bieber's, Bieber's one of us, okay? Right? He messes up, but he's a, I think he's a Christian, right, as far as I know him. But what is that next part? Why am I telling you guys that? Man, I like that lyric. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. It could be a, is that a bad song? Should I not be saying that? Okay, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. When he says, let me love you, I feel like that's what God is saying to us, right? Let me love you. Look at this with me on the screen. In 1 John 4, 10, it says, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I don't have time to get into it, but look at this next screen in verse 19 of the same chapter. Verse 19, jump down there. We love because he first loved us. If you don't let God love you, you will not be crazy for him. The motivation for you guys to serve, to obey, to become like 
Christ, to be disciplined in the word of God, it must come from the love of God. In Ephesians, you can read me on the screen. Look at verse uh, 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 18. Paul is saying, I want you to know how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. Because when you do, you're going to dream bigger than your dreams. You're going to go places you never thought you would go. The power to share comes from letting him love you. And get this, right? This is why it's so weird for you. This is why you're like, I don't even know if I'm saved right now as I'm sharing this with you. It's because you're looking at it and you're going about it all wrong. Love of God and and his love for you. Yes, there are feelings involved, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's not a feeling. There's a song you won't know now, and it's by Tina Turner. And she says, what's love got to do with it? Right? You guys, you guys do know it? You guys are chat. You guys are my people. Let's go, right? She asked, what's love got to do with it? But for Christians, what's love got to do with it? It's got everything to do with it, right? For Christians, we would say it like this, right? We would say, what do feelings have to do with it? What do feelings have to do with the love of God? It's not a feeling. It's a fact, right? It's a fact. But we can feel the love of God. And if you want to feel it, If you want to feel the fact, then think about the cross. Let me say that again. If you want to feel the fact, then think about the cross and enjoy the Spirit, because the Spirit, He is the wind in our sails. It says in verse 14, it says, The love of Christ, it compels us. And the message, you can read with me on the screen, the same text, it says, That Christ's love, it moved me to such extremes. His love has the first and last word in everything that we do. Man, to, to, to compel other verses, say it constrains me, it motivates me, right? Man, man you, you guys know, uh, if you guys play basketball, you guys know what a full court press is, right? I hated that. I loved, man, you guys play zone. Let me just get the ball up the court, please, right? If you guys know what I'm talking about, it's when the defender, the moment you pass the ball and let's say I have the ball, the, the, the defender meets me at the complete other side of the court and tries to take the ball from me the whole time, right? Like it's, it's like a pressing, right? Man, man, Paul is saying the love of God presses me to do these crazy things that I do, right? So, so man, just like I'm going to tell you my story, and I want you to insert yourself in how it fits into your world, right? Why do I do this? Why am I a pastor? Why are you going to be a teacher? Why are you going to be a nurse? Why are you going to be a doctor? Why are you going to be, don't shame it, a plumber? Spencer Jackson is going to either be a pastor, a plumber, or an electrician, okay? Because trades are back, baby. Trades are making the monies, you know what I mean? right? What, like, like anything we do, whatever you do, I want you to do it in the name of the Lord, right? If you're going to be a mom, if you're going to be a dad, whatever, like I want you to do it in the name of the Lord. But why do we do that in the name of the Lord? Why do we work for people as unto God? Why do I do this? Do I do it for a big youth group, right? Ron had a killer teaching this past Sunday, I mean Bridge Sunday, and there's like a lot of kids in here on Sunday, right? There was over a hundred kids here. We almost ran out of communion cups, right? And, and there's like, I mean, the, like for, the, we're just high school right now. Like that was middle school and high school. This, this is a good crowd tonight, right? Um, it, I was in that back room or that back corner of this room. And I looked around. I'm like, there's like not a lot of seats left, right? And like, I think when I, like I, I've been a pastor of youth groups. I was a pastor of this youth group and we had like 20 kids like for a little while, you know? And it's like, I always wanted to be a bigger youth group numerically. And it's like, like Ron was bringing the heat and bringing the fire, and, like, having a big youth group, like, we got it now. But, like, that's not my motivator, right? That's not going to keep me in this. 
And like we have, like we sell out most of our events. We got like we're gonna sell out Hillsong. We have like three spots left. Right? Most of our events sell out. Right? I've taught on a weekend here. I've taught Saturday. I've taught two services on a Sunday, and and it was like pre-COVID when the crowds were big, and like it was rad. I've been invited to like cool conferences. I've been invited to cool other churches like that aren't here. Right? And I've spoken to crowds and been received well. I like taught a Christmas Eve service. Right? And if you're a pastor, that's like Super Bowl right, the Christmas service, right? I've been able to preach in five different countries now. I was doing the math today and thinking about it. I've been, I've been able to preach all over the world. And you know what? Like, I've done it. I've, I've pretty much experienced some cool, cool heights of being a pastor. Mind you, there are crazier ones than that. This is Jackson's, like, cool experiences, okay? But that stuff's not enough, right? It's not gonna make me keep doing this and, and, and when I have more kids and things like that, unless it's the love of Christ that compels me, that stuff is not enough. It's not enough to keep me going, right? So what does that look like for you? For you serving now, for you obeying God now, for waiting on certain things God has told you to wait on now, right? If you're not experiencing the love of God, you're not gonna keep serving. You're not gonna keep waiting. You're not gonna keep seeking, and then one day you're going to get into a profession and you're going to maybe go to school and work really hard or maybe you're going to get this scholarship or maybe uh, uh, you're, you're going to get this internship or maybe you're going to get this accolade in sports and you're going to keep going through life thinking like this will bring me satisfaction. But apart from the love of God, you'll always be left wanting more. The only thing that can bring contentment is for us to be walking in and living in and experiencing the love of of God. It's the wind in our sails. The next thing I want you to see with me on the screen is only the wind of God's love will bring you home. Only the wind of God's love. If you're going to make it, think about you. You're like a ship, right? And you have sails up. The only thing that's going to help you complete this journey and finish the journey and you be like Paul and be like, look, I fought the good fight and I finished the race. The only way you're doing it is if you are being blown by the winds of God's love. When you're in that, it makes you tell your friend, Jesus is the way, follow me. Let me pray for you. God, I love you, Lord. I thank you for these students, Father God. I pray, I think of John in Revelation when he says, I hold this one thing against them, is that they forgot their first love. If there's a student in here that has forgotten that God loves them, or maybe they knew it, but they're not living in it and they're not experiencing it anymore, I pray they in their hearts right now would say, God, I'm drawing near to you. And I'm living in the promise that you'll draw near to me. God, you've loved me. It's fact. Because when I forget it, when I need the feeling, when I want to experience the feeling, I simply look back at the fact of the cross and it's already finished. There's no greater way you could love me right now. But God, I just want to know it. I want to reproduce it, Father God. Let me do it, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.